listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all had a great weekend. Got a good Monday show for you. A quick update on the Reality Steve fan appreciation party. Something I forgot to mention in Friday's podcast regarding Caitlin. Katie appears on the Game of Roses podcast. She talks about spoilers briefly, and I'm going to tell you something that I've never told you before based on something that Katie said in that podcast. Also, Women Tell All taped on Friday. I'll give you what I have up to this point. And then we've got some pop culture news, some really good stories. American Idol last night, and a little quick fact about the Karate Kid. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's begin, shall we? Let me talk to you about the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party I mentioned on Friday. We are down to under 10 spots that are still available. It is June 2nd at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. About a three-hour party, open beer and wine bar all night. And as I mentioned on Friday, we have a pasta and taco bar. Man, I'm excited for this. In the past, I've done appetizers. I was like, let's go pasta and tacos this time. So... That will be available, but I have less than 10 spots available now because after Friday, I had at least 10 more sign up. Even if I max out at 10 more spots, it might be too much. So we have had cancellations late in the process in the past, so not that I'm hoping for that, but I think we've never had everyone that said they're going to show up show up. One year it was only three people didn't show up. One year it was five. Last year we had like 10 that didn't end up showing up. So anyway. I've got about 10 spots available. If you're interested, just email me, steve at realitysteve.com, and just let me know if you want to come. If you're flying from out of state, just show me a screenshot of your flight itinerary. If you're driving in, just a hotel reservation screenshot, and if you're a Vegas local, again, just don't flake on me if you say you're coming. Something that I also talked about on Friday in the open, but then I never got around to, was Caitlin Bristow on her podcast mentioned that she noticed, and I, yeah, and she was right because she noticed during the scene last Monday night of Zach in his hotel room drinking tea, she noticed that that scene was not from a hotel in London. It was from a hotel that they always put the women and men up at during like tapings uh, when they have to go do a taping at the kind of like where they did on Friday at the tell all tapings because it, and if you notice this I've noticed this from the past and I didn't even bother to pause it and zoom in on Zach's hotel room but the headboard of the bed in Zach's room it has all this small writing across it the whole headboard and that is a hotel in LA I forget which one it is it's been uh, pointed out to me uh, by past contestants they've told me and Caitlin was the one that noticed it uh, on Monday's episode, and yeah, she was right. So, while that doesn't mean that Z- no, no, conspiracy theorists tap your brakes, 
doesn't mean that Zach didn't have COVID. It just means that that particular shot of him drinking tea in the room was in L.A. It was filmed after the fact just to add, I guess, to the effect of, oh, here he is in his hotel room being bored out of his mind drinking tea. But, yes, God, what is the name of that hotel? It's not the Standard. I don't even know if the Standard is still a hotel in L.A., but um, it is definitely a hotel where I know contestants have been put up before when they've had to come into town and stay. I want to say it's in Burbank somewhere. I'll get the name of it at some point, probably by tomorrow, because I'm sure some of you will notice uh, which hotel it was. But, yeah, if you look closely and you zoom in on Zach, if you read, if you zoom in on the headboard that he's leaning up against, it's one of these hotels that's kind of these boutique hotels, and it's got, like, all this writing across uh, the headboard. I don't even know if it really says anything, but it's, like, written word all across the whole headboard. Also, at the end of last week, Katie, who apparently is off contract now, went on the Game of Roses podcast and had a conversation with them. I listened to the whole thing. Here's one thing I wanted to point out about it because it kind of referenced, it didn't reference me, but she talked about something that I now have a confirmation of that I was dealing with back at the time, and it was this. If you listen to it, you heard her say that when her and Blake got engaged, Blake was telling the guys from his season once filming was over, hey, man, she didn't pick me. You know, clearly lying, didn't want to, you know, tell anybody. Well, for those that don't remember, Katie's season ended beginning of May-ish. So from beginning of May, and her first episode aired on June 7th. And I did not have the spoiler of who Katie was engaged to by the time her first episode aired. I put it out there on June 23rd, which was two days after episode number three. Blake wasn't even on the show yet. He came in in episode number four. And this is what I wrote at the time. I kept hearing things about her final four who didn't win. At some point from the end of filming, I had received actual proof that Andrew, Justin, and Greg all didn't win. Obviously can't share that proof without compromising sources. Last week was when I got the proof on the final guy who didn't win. So, yeah, all signs pointed to Blake due to process elimination, but I still didn't feel comfortable reporting Blake because nobody had actually told me Katie is engaged to Blake. I also hadn't been told that she didn't pick him either. Well, here's what I can say. It wasn't any of the guys, but somebody in somebody that knew Blake. And, you know, this was 2021. This was two years ago. I've already forgotten. I just remember it was a girl. It was a girl who came to me sometime during the end of filming and June 23rd, and I remember them saying, I think it was kind of early in the process, I remember them saying, well, Blake told me he didn't win. And, of course, anytime something like that is told to me, I'm like, okay, well, I have to mark it down in my notes. But I had already been proven behind the scenes that Andrew, Justin, and Greg, and Greg didn't win. So I was like, okay, 
I know those three didn't win, so it literally only leaves Blake. And I know Katie left engaged, so it has to be Blake. But you hear something like, oh, Blake said he didn't win. It's like, okay, but I also know these people lie. So, um, yeah, I can say. So when Katie says Blake was telling guys from his season, hey, she didn't pick me, he was also telling others the same thing. And one of those others got back to me. And I remember that specifically after Katie went on that podcast and said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember someone coming to me and saying, yeah, Blake said he didn't win. And then now, obviously, I'm not going to give away sources and how I how I knew that she had picked Blake. But shortly after that, I had gotten confirmation. And when I get my confirmation on things is when I post it and I had posted, hey, June 23rd, you can go look on the website. Uh, It was right after episode three. Blake was coming in on episode four, and I said, Katie is engaged to Blake Moynes. After I posted that, (laughs) I remember going back to that girl, and she said, yeah, Blake said you're wrong. Like, she, I guess she was talking to him and been like, hey, the spoiler's out there that, you know, I thought you you weren't with Katie. And he's like, well, he's wrong. Mm, Apparently not, Blake. (laughs) Nice try. But no, that's, that's the way it works sometimes. Seriously. Like, I have to put up with, you know, when when I put the spoiler out there, and trust me, he's not the first one. He's not the first one where I put a spoiler out there, and somebody knew somebody who the spoiler was, and they said, yeah, I've heard through this person or this person, or I know somebody who knows her or him, and they're saying you're wrong, and it ended up being right. Blake, obviously, being one of them. So I get it. I know they have to, they're not going to sit there and say, like, yep, he's right, because then they could get in, obviously, trouble. So it was just interesting that Katie brought that up because it was definitely something that I remember dealing with at the time. But when I got the confirmation that I needed, I just knew Blake was lying because it was him. Like she obviously picked someone and I knew, and I can't remember what the proof was, but I would, I, I know when I wrote that back in June of 2021, Justin, Greg, and Andrew, I had seen proof that they all didn't win. And it was different for each guy, obviously. It wasn't just one fail swoop that covered all three. It was, I had information regarding all three that for sure they didn't win. And um, so I was like, well, it's got to be Blake. But someone like me who wants to vet stuff out, yes, I could have said, hey, Blake, it's Blake because I know process of elimination. I guess I could have done that. But I wouldn't have felt confident, even though (laughs) I knew it wasn't the other three. I needed to get the confirmation that I need. And I know I get laughed at because I always say that. Trust me, I'm well aware that I repeat myself when I say I need confirmation. And when I get it, you'll know. Well, that's because I do. Because I easily could have run with Blake at that time without any confirmation because I knew it wasn't the other three. But it still would have been somewhat of a guess. But then I got it and I said, okay. And then it was just funny to hear after the fact that Blake told somebody who then told me, yeah, he's wrong. Apparently I wasn't, but good try. All right, women tell all tonight. Well, (laughs) what am I talking about? (laughs) Tonight, they're in Estonia. Nine women go to Estonia. And now, something that I've been saying to you all since for the last two or three weeks, when I first reported back on February 6th that Zach got covid and London was basically shut down the dates after he had his one-on-one with Gabby. 
you know I've said for the last two weeks, I found out that, or I, I was told that some one of the women got COVID. I just didn't know who. And I was looking at the previews this past weekend, and yes, they kind of give it away, I think, in the previews, unless I'm just missing something. But um, my sense is, just looking at that preview, because if you see the preview on the group date, Greer's not on the group date. And we know that Charity and Ariel have the one-on-ones. And there's only six women on the group date. Well, nine women went to went to Estonia. So that only leaves Greer. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but my guess is it's probably her. So, but. I have no idea if that means that she was let go like Logan or if she's there in Budapest next week. My guess, yet again, another guess, my guess is she didn't get eliminated from the show because I I think that she might have gone to Budapest. But, yeah, what happens, uh, you know, and look, that's the show giving it away in their previews because I wouldn't have thought about it otherwise. But when I see in the preview there's only six women on the group date, there's a clear shot of Zach with six women walking towards something on a group date, and Greer's not in it. And we know that Charity and Ariel get the two other one-on-ones. So nine minus eight is one. (laughs) That one is Greer. So looks like she's the one. Process of elimination. Hey, we're playing the process of elimination game again. Looks like it's Greer. But I guess we'll, we'll see tonight for sure. I don't know. Um, women tell all taped on Friday. I don't have major details other than number one. I know that the bachelorette was not announced at the women tell all and the women that were at the women tell all, um, I have the list and it's basically the nine women that are on tonight's episode minus the final three. So spoiler alert, if you still don't know, you don't want to hear just mute for the next minute or so, but the nine women on tonight's episode, except for the final three of Katie, Gabby, and Ariel, are all there, which is Kat, Brooklyn, Allie, Greer, Charity, and Jess, and then women from the previous episodes. Last week, I told you that I heard Davia and uh, Bailey weren't going. They did not, Uh, but the others that were there, uh, Madison and Olivia L. from night one, they are there. And then Christina, Brianna, Mercedes, Kylie, Victoria J, Anastasia, and Kat Carter. So 16 women attended the Women Tell All. And it's pretty much who you would expect. I mean, maybe kind of surprised that Bailey wasn't there, kind of surprised that Davia wasn't there, but I guess, I mean, they weren't. While they lasted three and four episodes respectively, I don't know drama-wise if they would have brought anything to the Women Tell All, and that's what we know the Women Tell All is about. Really, the only thing that, I, that I've that i heard so far was, yes, it was a lot of the women going after Christina uh, for how they felt that she acted in the house. But I'm sure I'll get more as we get closer. It looks like this episode isn't airing until mid-March, so still got another two and a half weeks. But those are your 16 women who were in attendance, the nine tonight minus your final three, and then... Madison, Olivia L., Christina, Brianna, Mercedes, Kylie, Victoria J., Anastasia, and Kat Carter. So there you go. 
So did you unfortunately see the parental battle that happened on Instagram over the weekend between Brian Austin Green and Vanessa Marcel? They have a son, Cass, who I believe is 20 or 21 now. And Vanessa was asked on an Instagram Q&A or something. Earlier last week, and she was asked about co-parenting, and she said co-parenting has been difficult. We didn't and don't co-parent. I raised my son alone. And then she promoted some doctor. Well, that didn't sit well with Brian Austin Green. David Silver is not going to stand for that. No siree. Anyway, he wrote, well, he he requoted that quote from Vanessa's interview. We didn't and don't co-parent. I raised my son alone and wrote, so I can't, so I can't tell you how, tell you all how frustrating it is to read continued lies from a 50 year old woman on social media. Like she's still in high school. She has never in her life been someone to walk the walk. Talk is cheap. Megan and I bust our asses to give Cass a well-rounded childhood since his mom was rarely there. I'm assuming that's why she posts so much of him now. When will she just go away? Oof. Yeah, you hate hearing this. Obviously, as outsiders, we don't know. We know they were both in the acting world. Vanessa Marcel, after Beverly Hills 90210 had more acting gigs than Brian Austin Green did. But I'm not going to sit here and say one was better than the other in parenting. She's saying... They didn't co-parent, and she raised her son alone. And Brian Austin Green is basically saying the opposite. So, again, I have no idea who to believe. But to see this play out on social media, this became a story over the weekend. Brian talking about how basically him and Megan, his ex-wife, raised Cass more than Vanessa did. So, I don't know. All I know is Vanessa Marcel had great skin when she was... uh, the spokeswoman for was it Neutrogena? Was she was she the Neutrogena girl? Was she L'Oreal or Oil Volet or something? I don't know, but she had great skin. Probably still does. I haven't seen her in anything recently. I don't know what she's been in. Maybe she's still doing stuff. I don't know. But I want to say she was the Neutrogena girl. Please tell me I'm right about that. I don't feel like looking it up. I don't want to make this a weekly thing or even a daily thing, but sometimes I read stories and I'm like, that might be the stupidest criminal in the world. Well, we got one of those stories. You probably saw this. Maybe you didn't. Popeyes in the state of Georgia. A woman allegedly drove her car into a Popeyes building after finding out that biscuits were missing from her order. Good Lord. Seems like a rational thing to do when your biscuits are missing. Belinda Miller of Augusta, Georgia, allegedly became irate at the food items missing and and was still unsatisfied when staffers fixed it. She left the location, but she returned and allegedly crashed into an entrance of the restaurant with her SUV nearly hitting an 18-year-old employee who had been standing inside the building. Wow. Um... I don't really know what you can say. Their bail's been set at 4000 That's it? 
for driving your car into a restaurant and almost killing somebody? Yikes. But you have to be so unhinged, so unhinged to do something as stupid as that, right? Ugh. Look, when I've gone to drive through or when I get DoorDash or Uber Eats, if they forget something, at no point in the five seconds that I'm bothered when I open up the bag and see something's missing, at no point do I think to myself, fuck it, I'm getting my keys and I'm driving through KFC. <laughs> it's just not happening. Calm down, people. Or Belinda Miller, I should say. Real quickly, Cocaine Bear surpassed all expectations and earned an impressive $23 million this past weekend, huh? It was in 3,500 theaters, and it got made $23 million. You know what the headline said? Cocaine Bear sniffs up $23 million. Oh, these creative editors. Sniffs up. No, I didn't see it yet, but I'm telling you I'm going to. Last night, American Idol, episode number two. Two things that I want to point out about this. Number one, the second the girl whose dad was in the military, who she said had missed nine of her birthdays growing up. If you didn't know that the dad was going to be there at the audition, then you don't know how TV works. That was so obvious. Now, doesn't mean it was like bad or anything. And they, anytime, you know, you have the military father surprising the child, whether it's at school or a game or whatever. I mean, those always tug at your heartstrings, but I saw it coming a mile away. I, I'm sure anyway, anybody that watched the episode last night, you probably did too. The other one, Phil Stacy, who was a finalist on season six of American Idol, his daughter, Michaela, who he had to leave Idol for because she was b- being born back in 06. She tries out, she gets through to Hollywood and it makes you wonder, I think something happened last season where someone's daughter auditioned as well who used to be on the show in fact i know it did i just can't remember what contestant it was but i remember phil stacy from 06 and just i mean it's crazy and i think about that in the bachelor world where they, you have to be a little bit older obviously you can be 15 years old and and, and audition for idol but we're gonna get to a point assuming the bachelor stays on the air another five or ten years we're gonna get to a point where one of the contestants in the early season's child is going to be old enough to be a contestant on this show. There, there, I don't think there's any contestant out there who has a child that is old enough right now. Is there any Bachelor or Bachelorette contestant that has a 21-year-old son or daughter? I don't think so. And if it is, it's somebody nondescript from like season one that we wouldn't even really know. But plenty of them have kids, obviously. Plenty of them have kids that are teenagers, the earlier ones. Trista and Ryan's son and daughter, I believe, in their teens, right? But they're not old enough yet. So it'd be interesting uh, if we ever get to that point in Bachelor world where a child comes on the show. And finally, I want to end with this. I was looking on Twitter last night. One of the guys that I follow is one of the three creators for Cobra Kai. You know how much I love Cobra Kai and that show. And I'm sitting here and I'm he's doing a Q&A 
and he mentions that they just started writing season six two weeks ago. Immediately, Kristen Baldwin and I are texting, and we're like, oh, man, this definitely confirms that we're not getting season six until sometime in 2024 if they haven't even started. They just started writing the show two weeks ago. No way it's going to be ready by 2023, end of 2023. But it got me to thinking about Karate Kid, one of my all-time favorite movies. You know this. Karate Kid and Back to the Future in the mid-'80s were two movies that have basically defined my whole life. And um, I, w- I will tell you about another Back to the Future story in a couple weeks that I have coming up. Anyway, Karate Kid. I don't know if many of you know this. I'm guessing 99% of you don't know this. But for those that are familiar with the movie, did you know that Ralph Macchio is in every scene of the movie? It's a real fun fact about Karate Kid. And it makes me think, has there ever been another movie in cinematic history where there is one actor that's in every scene? There's not one scene. I know you're going to have to be racking this movie in your head now. I'm telling you, there's not one scene in the movie where the whole scene is two other people talking in a different location and Ralph Macchio is not part of it. He is in every scene of the movie. So I haven't been a huge movie buff. So I'm maybe there is another movie out there where someone is in every scene. I was thinking just off the top of my head, like maybe like something like Castaway. But number one, I've never seen Castaway, the one with... Tom Hanks and the volleyball Wilson and stuff. I'm, I'm well aware about it, but I know that he's in the movie like by himself for like a whole hour. And I don't think there's any talking or something ridiculous. I don't know if I could sit through that, but anyone who has seen Castaway, is there any scene that he's not in? It seems like that's a movie that would be a candidate for that. But yeah, Ralph Macchio is in every scene of Karate Kid. It's crazy. Crazy to think of. And I'm now I'm racking my brain to think of, is there any other movie in, in history where one of the actors is in every single scene? And I don't know. Maybe there is, but that'd be news to me. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Don't forget, Bachelor is on tonight. They are in Estonia. And then next week, we've got Budapest. And then we'll see what happens if they're going to double up uh, the week after that. But thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. And we will be back tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup. So until then, I'm Reality Steve. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you!